I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Kel Rowe and I'm here once again with my special co-host, Aish Fravi. How you doing, Aish? Hey, Kel. Let's get stuck into this week's footy. Uh, so round two has been really exciting, some awesome games. Yeah, there was some excellent contested footy, a huge upset and some promising form across the competition. To start the round, we, of course, had footy back on the big stage. Two teams going at it on the MCG. In fact, two teams, Melbourne and North, that always have an extremely tight contested game with some of the lowest scoring margins in the competition. This matchup was no exception, with Melbourne hanging on to the lead by just two points at the final siren, thanks to the MCG magic of Alyssa Bannon, of course. There was a lot to like about this game, particularly for the Roos, despite their loss. Uh, new Irish recruits in Erica O'Shea and Vicky Wall. And Kim Rennie finally finding some rhythm after a bit of injury-interrupted season, giving Emma King a bit more freedom to impact up forward, was uh, was a pretty excellent opener for the weekend of footy. What did you think of that one, Aish? A special game played at the G. It was a really tight contest, and I felt like Alyssa Bannon saved the game for the Ds. And, you know, North Melbourne did play really well. But, yeah, just those goals in the end definitely, um, you know, helped the Ds. Yeah, absolutely. I really agree. Um, who are you playing performer votes for this game? My best was uh, Daisy Pierce for three, Karen Packham for two, and Libby Birch for one. So I've given Tyler Hanks three votes. She had 23 disposals and six tackles, um, a bit of a workhorse in the middle there. I've given Ash Riddell two votes with 26 disposals and eight tackles. She also had an extremely solid game, um, one that we've come to know from her in the middle. And I've given one vote to Kim Rennie because it's really great to see her Having a great season that's largely unimpacted by injury, she's been able to find a rhythm and she had 10 disposals, 18 hitouts and four tackles, which is a pretty solid ruck work. That's great. No, great game. Now, our second game for the weekend was Richmond hosting Adelaide. And I really thought the game effort wasn't reflected on the scoreboard for the Tigers here. Richmond really took it to the reigning premiers and nearly snatched it, only to be undone by the accuracy in front of goals. The two really different styles of footy played out. Richmond were pretty keen to create a bit of chaos footy and penetrate their scoring 50 while Adelaide were happy to slow it down with some good old kick to mark possession footy. It was a tussle for three quarters and the final quarter really just saw the tide change in the direction of the Crows, uh, particularly with Abby Ballard delivering. She kicked two crucial goals to seal a nine point victory for the reigning premiers. What did you reckon, Amesh? Yeah, I was really excited to watch this game, which could have gone either way. Adelaide um, converting their scoring opportunities and, you know, won. Um, and, yeah, I think Richmond just definitely need to work on some of their goal scoring and being able to convert some of the opportunities as that's really what let them down, I felt. And who are you playing on performer votes for the round? My three votes were for Abby Bellard, 
uh, two for Chelsea Randall and one for Monique Conti. Um, definitely enjoyed watching her play. Yeah, awesome. Um, I've got Anne Hatchard for three votes. She had 26 disposals and five tackles. Uh, Mon Conti for two votes with 26 disposals and seven tackles. Obviously, these two went out at hammer and tongs in the middle. It was a pretty entertaining game to watch. And I've given one vote to Abby Ballard, who, of course, kicked those two goals. She had nine disposals and four tackles and also earned the rising star norm for the week too, which is great to see. In our third game for the weekend, a sold-out crowd welcomed Port Adelaide to the deck for their first home game at Alberton, but they were unable to get on top of the classy Bulldogs outfit. The visitors were clear winners of the ball, doubling the inside 50 count and outmarking their opponents in front of goal. It was really only overshadowed by the injury blow dealt to Britt Goodnick. We now know that she's had surgery in Adelaide, sustaining a broken tibia and fibula, so it's going to be a long road at recovery for the young dog. Despite that on-field trauma, the dogs were able to lock in their dominance for the remainder of the game um, and claim the four points for the round. What did you think of that one, Aish? Yeah, no, I um, agree. Like dominating display from the doggies. Um, I had my three votes as Ellie Blackburn um, and then Isabel Pritchard as two and Kirsty Lamb for one. I've got Kirsty Lamb uh, for three votes, 18 disposals and five tackles, obviously continuing on her form from last season. I've given... Izzy Pritchard, the two votes. I've really enjoyed seeing Izzy grow uh, over the last couple of seasons. Uh, she's had 16 disposals and three tackles in this game. Obviously um, important for the Dogs midfield and important for finding that connection down forward. And I've also given one vote to Hannah Ewings from Port. She had 10 disposals and seven tackles. So she was in in it quite a lot with some pretty solid tackling pressure, which is great to see from, from the new recruit. For sure. Game four for the weekend. This was the upset of the round for me uh, with the Cats outplaying the Dockers and keeping them to just one behind, which is the lowest score in AFLW history. Some really impressive development from Geelong this season. It's really nice to see their game finally coming together. Previously, they've kind of struggled to find connection in their forward line, mostly just opting to bomb it in in the hope that their players get on the end of it. Now there's a much more thought-out game process where they position their ball winners at the contest. Once they win the ball, they move it swiftly up the corridor. It's a pretty disappointing result for Fremantle, who've struggled to find form in the first two rounds of the season. Hopefully that changes for them uh, this week. What did you think of that one, Ish? That was, um, yeah, like, I mean, Frio had the lowest score in AFLW history for any team. Um, So really, I guess the question is, how does Frio go from a prelim to now recording the lowest score in history? Um, and possibly that could be due to losing players to expansion clubs and possible injuries decimating their, you know, compelling ball movement um, that they've usually become famous for. So um, very Frio have a lot of like, you know, just questions and problems to solve, I'd say, um, before their next round. But yeah, Geelong continued their impressive form. So Geelong had more scoring opportunities and, you know, the margin really could have been a lot more in this game. Absolutely. And who are you playing on performer votes for the round? So Nina Morrison, for me, had three votes, McDonald for two, and Chris Parkers had my one. Yeah, I've given Amy McDonald three. She's been a force for Geelong in the last two games. Really huge impact through the middle. She had 29 disposals and five tackles. Um, I've given Georgie Press Parkers two votes. She had 20 disposals and five tackles, so obviously pretty key alongside McDonald there too. And I've given Nina Morrison one vote, for 13 disposals, eight tackles and one goal. Obviously pretty hard to split the votes across Geelong this week. There's a um, pretty solid team performances from a lot of their players. 
So for fifth game of the round, we had two traditional rivals going head-to-head early Sunday morning, Uh, obviously the Blues and the Bombers. The Blues narrowly surviving the Bombers' late-term surge to come away with a one-point win made me very nervous. There was a lot in this game, plenty of chat during the week about former teammates matching up in the game, but I think the Blues are really determined to let their footy do the talking. They were attacking from the start, which is not really something we've seen from them before, so really great to see that building. And they hit the scoreboard early, thanks to a superstar snap from Darcy Vessio, building on that lead at every change. Essendon came into the fourth quarter, 21 points down, but they managed to scrap back via contested pressure and made the most of their opportunity in front of the goals. It was a nervous one for this Baggers fan, but a really, really fun game of football to watch. What did you think of that one, Aish? So it was a great comeback from Essendon. Um, Bonnie Toogood had 16 disposals for Essendon and, you know, was quite switched on and created some scoring opportunities for the Bombers. Um, So, yeah, the first-year draftee for Essendon also scored a goal. Good to see. Um, But, yeah, for Carlton, Darcy Vessio scored three goals. So it's really good to see and hopefully we see um, Darcy in, in that great form for the rest of the season. And who are your play on performer votes for the round? So my three votes went to Kane, two to Phillips and one to Chris Barkas. I've given Mim Hill three votes. Obviously, he's very, very consistent in the middle for Carlton. 21 disposals and four tackles in this game. Uh, I've given Maddie Presparkis two votes. She had 21 disposals also and six tackles. And I've given Keely Skepper one vote. She was on debut for Carlton this week, 14 disposals, two tackles, and kicked her first goal. So always great to see. In our sixth game for the weekend, uh, we had the Swans coming down to Victoria for their first FLW game in Victoria uh, against the Magpies at Victoria Park. The Swans started well, leading the, at the first change, but the Magpies' elite forward pressure and contested ball winning again saw them home for the 31-point win. The Pies overwhelmingly won on the stat sheet for the day, particularly in their scoring territory, claiming 35 inside 50s, 11 marks. Geordie Membry picked up where she left off, kicking two for the Pies and securing the most ever goals on the trot in both the AFLW and the AFLM. The Swans are still looking for success, but they're really performing as well as I'd expect them to for an expansion side with limited match fitness. What do you think about that one, Aish? Again, very dominant performance from Collingwood. Um, so yeah, it's, it's exciting to see what, what the type of football Collingwood are playing. But yeah, I think playing an expansion team in Sydney. Sydney have a lot of like work to do this next round. Um, my three votes went to Jamie Lambert, two to Jordan Allen, and one to Jordan Membry. Yeah, absolutely. My play on performer votes for the week are Jamie Lambert for three. She had 20 disposals and five tackles, so a pretty um, good effort in the middle, although she did finish the game early with a bit of an ankle complaint, which looks like she's a test in this week. I've given Slicer two votes. Uh, she had a pretty solid day in the middle as well with 16 disposals and six tackles. And, of course, I've given one vote to Geordie Membry, nine disposals, three tackles, and two goals. We love to see it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In our seventh game for the weekend, we went to Canberra to see GWS take on the Lions. This game looked to be all GWS if you only watched the first term. (laughs) with the home side keeping their contenders goalless whilst kicking two straight. But you shouldn't really ever underestimate the Lions. Um, they roared into the second quarter and burned away for a massive 47-point win. Bates was huge for her side. She really turned things around after a quiet opening quarter. But it was a true team performance, as we've come to expect from Brisbane, with eight different scoring avenues and blitzing running carry. GWS were unable to capitalise on their initial intensity and were further hampered by the loss of defender Pepper Randall late in the first half. I also read today that uh, Tate Mackerel and Chloe Dalton are out for a few weeks apiece too, which is um, is not ideal for GWS. What did you reckon about that one, Nish? Yeah, GWS v, v Brisbane, um, complete dominance from Brisbane. It was good to see GWS um, start strong, but yeah, they only really registered one more goal after the first quarter while Brisbane piled on 10. So Brisbane were just really dominant and it's hard to see a team stop them this season. So yeah, look forward to seeing how strong they continue to get. Absolutely. Who are you playing on performer votes for this one? My three votes goes to Emily Bates, who had two goals and 20 disposals, uh, two for Nat Grider and one for Alice Parker. Nice, nice. So my play on performer votes for this game, I've given three votes to Emily Bates. Um, Pretty hard to go past her. She had 20 disposals, six tackles and two goals. Uh, I've given two to Talia Hickey. She had a pretty good day in the middle, rucking 10 disposals, 34 hitouts and four tackles. So pretty solid effort for a ruck. And I've given one vote to Elise Parker, who had 27 disposals. I think that was the match high and six tackles and one goal for her side. Pretty, pretty excellent effort. I know the Elise Parker fan club will be pleased. In our second last game for the weekend, the Saints took on Hawthorne uh, at Box Hill. The Saints are just looking like a completely different side after their brief offseason. Ball movement, impenetrable defence, and some tall forwards absolutely hitting their straps. It's really impressive. It's disappointing for the Hawks in their first home game, um, especially given the first home losses of Tam Luke to ACL and Lou Stevenson to an ankle fracture. Jade Van Dyke was another casualty to an injury-riddled round. She suffered an ACL tear also, so really not a great round for injuries. Uh, the bright spot in this dreary game for Hawthorne was, of course, Tilly Lucas-Rod, who worked tirelessly in the middle to try and turn the game in her side's favour. Despite having relatively equal inside 50s, the Hawks were unable to match it with the Saints forwards, who were pretty dangerous in front of goals, kicking away for a 53-point win. I mean, it's not a performance for Saints, who've had a really good start to the season. Um, so, yeah, so St. Kilda have been playing some really good football. You know, however, having played two expansion teams um, in the first two rounds, you know, the next game uh, versus Melbourne will tell us what type of team the Saints are and, and will be. So that will be really exciting to watch. Uh, who will you play on performer votes for this one? My votes, so three uh, goes to Caitlin Greiser, kicking three goals, two to Tilly Lucas-Rudd, who had best on ground performance against her old team uh, for the Hawks. So that was really good to see. And one for Liv Vesley. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've given three votes to Bianca Jacobson. She had 21 disposals and three tackles. She's largely responsible for patrolling the Saints' backline and reducing the Hawks' scoring options. I've given two votes to Caitlin Greiser. She had seven disposals, one tackle, but three goals. Really, really classy goals from her. And, of course, I've given one vote to Tilly Lucas-Rod. She had 21 disposals and 13 tackles for her side. So huge game in the middle. Just didn't go her way, unfortunately. Our final game for the round saw the Gold Coast Suns secure their first win of the season by 33 points. They bounced back with intensity after a comprehensive loss to the Roos the week before. Courtney Jones was on debut and slotted two for the Suns, continuing her scoring form off the back of uh, her season with Carlton. Whilst West Coast really struggled to win possession of the ball outside of the first 10 minutes of the game. The Suns midfielders work hard around the contest and delivered, sending the ball inside their scoring 50 on 31 occasions with the side converting via six different scoring avenues. So that's um, that's good to see considering uh, the personnel changeover at the Suns in the off-season. What did you think of that one? It was a really exciting game to watch this one. It was a really good uh, whole team performance by the Suns. A lot of contributors to it towards this win. Three uh, to one votes goes to three to Ali Drennan, who kicked three goals and had 24 touches, which is awesome. Two to Courtney Jones and one to Claudia Whitford, who had 21 disposals and four tackles. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I've given Ali Drennan three she had 24 disposals, nine tackles and one goal. Um, I love Ali. I really think she's a pretty crucial centrepiece of their midfield. I've given Daisy Darcy two votes. She had 16 disposals and five tackles and also earned the Rising Star nom for the week as well. So we love to see that. And I've given one vote to Dana Hooker. Uh, she had 17 disposals and eight tackles for her side. So uh, not a bad outing for her either. Awesome. What's your game to watch next round? I actually think Hollywood, the Cats game. Yeah, I'm really excited about the the Derby games, Derby, Derby. Obviously, in New South Wales, we have DWS taking on the Swans, uh, meeting for the first time. And, of course, we have the Q Clash up in Queensland between the Lions and the Suns. So always love those games when they come about. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I know, because that'll be exciting. I think it'll be a really awesome contest. Well, that's a wrap of our round two recap uh, for the AFLW Season 7 if you'd like to follow along with us this season, be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at row underscore Kel and also at play on radio Mel. And you can find H at H underscore Ravi one. That's it from us for now. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on footy actually. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.